Greetings, Wayfarers Young and Old, to the Heart of Adventure podcast, episode 15. Last time we left off, our heroes grew more aware of the looming evils on the horizon. But before the party could deal with anything else, they had a debt to finish with the powerful Emperor Dragon. After some intense discussions, the party was made aware of an enemy blue dragon that somehow made its way into a fortified city built in the northern mountains. As the party set off to the north, they found themselves in a strange fungal jungle and happened upon a group of lasso-wielding orcs that seemed to be hunting living mushroom creatures. That was until the party interrupted that. And that is where we jump right back on in. As we jump into this, Angus, <laughs> you have just taken a shot at one of... Let me, let me describe the battle scene. In front of you, you see um, uh, all of these mycenid people, these mushroom creatures, are running away from the orcs. The orcs are stationed around this cliffside that kind of reaches up towards the rooftop of the floating slab. On top of that cliffside is where the arrows are coming from, Angus, as you see three hobgoblins behind different stalks of mushroom trees aimed currently steadily at you as they just shot the arrows. Out on the field, you see a couple of different orcs there are four main orcs. One has a mohawk, another an eye patch, another has this war paint all over his face, and the fourth one has a fur coat. And leading them all is an orc war chief, a burly giant orc who is leading the charge. He tells them where to go, and they are following his orders. Right next to the actual war cart, which you see is filled with mushroom parts, is a boar, a giant boar. And now we jump to the beginning of the initiative, which is a 19 gained by the orc war chief. Ah, uh, well, before we start that, let's go ahead and deal the damage. Who are you shooting at? Who's that? Uh, the war Chief. You've yeah, got war chief. Mohawk, Warchief, Eyepatch, Coat, uh, and... Uh, it only okay. makes sense if I shot the boar, of course. No. <laughs> I'm going to shoot the war chief. <laughs> all right, that was you, a hit. Yeah, you, you hit, so please roll for damage as uh, all three of the Hobgoblins shoot towards you. Seven damage. Uh, yeah. Okay, you go forward, shoot a shot. The bullet flies through this this entire battlefield, pierces him in the arm. He takes the seven damage. As all three of these arrows fly towards you, one blasts right past your head, and the other two pierce you. Both of those uh, what did take... they roll? Huh? What did they roll? They rolled a nine, a sixteen, and an eighteen. I have your ACs on my side of the table. <laughs> he knows. You can't. Yeah. I'm going to have my shield out after no. this. Okay. Later, I'm going to take no, my No, definitely. Shield. On your turn, you can definitely do that. Cool. Uh, so you take 10 total piercing damage from the arrows. The orc war chief immediately looks out to the... Well, first off, he just got shot. So he grips his arm, looks out to the field, mainly towards where good old... Uh, everybody else is stealth right now. Angus, he yeah. looks directly towards you. And he yells out a battle cry. And each of the creatures on his side of the battlefield now have advantage on attack rolls for the next turn. And now he's going to run towards you using a bonus action to move up to its speed. So he's going to go a total 60 feet towards you. Not close enough to really get to you, but he's trucking towards you. Next up, Nimdiok, you're up. Yes. And I am still... I was stealthing up to them. Yeah, you guys are all on the left side. You're kind of more left to the entire battlefield. Angus is more on the, the right. the Warchief moved, right? Yes, the Warchief does move. Um, I want to stealth up to the Mohawk guy. Because I can make it to him. Yeah. The Mohawk guy or Mohawk. the Warpaint guy? No, the Mohawk guy. Okay. You stealth so, up. right behind him. I want to sneak attack. You go ahead. You 
crawl around the backside. You kind of see the hobgoblins that you're trying to aim for, but instead you turn around and you see Warpaint, who is currently looking the opposite direction to where the Angus's shot came from, and you're going to stab him in the right in the back. Give me an advantage attack. 24. <laughs> 24 hits. Okay, so that will do 1d8 plus 4 plus 4d6. 18 damage. Woohoo! Pretty good. That, not good rolls, I mean, but, but good damage. still good. The d8 being a 1 kind of Yes. Suck. Okay. Ooh, there you go. That's that's a lot of damage to this guy. As you go ahead and s- slam your sword right through him, you can tell that you took a huge amount of his health out as you carve it into him, and he turns around and sees you right behind him. Next up, Sheik. I cast Wrath of Nature. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, oh no. my goodness. Did the mushrooms just lash out? The trees, the rocks, the ground. So for grasses and undergrowth, that area becomes difficult terrain. For trees, at the start of each of your turns, uh, any enemies within 10 feet of any tree must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take 46 slashing damage. Which looks like all the hobgoblins. Definitely them, because they're actually hiding behind trees. Um, this this downed tree wouldn't count. That's in the middle of the field. Uh, roots and vines, which that might be what that one is. <laughs> At the end of each of your turns, one creature of your choice that is on the ground must succeed a strength save or become restrained by those vines. So maybe not that one. Um, oh my gosh, so they can be restrained. Rocks. Rocks have a thing? Mm-hmm. You can, on, as a bonus action on your turn, you can cause a loose rock in the area uh, of a one... Oh my gosh. To fly? Wait, what's the... 60-foot cube. So basically the battlefield. Uh, you can make a ranged spell attack against the target, and it will take 3d8 non-magical bludgeoning damage. To activate the trees, does that happen automatically, or does she have to use a bonus? It happens on the start of of each of her turns. Holy crap, this is a cool spell. Yeah, this is level 5. And it doesn't attack... Oh, this is um, your one level 5 for the day. It says uh, enemies. Yeah, it does say enemies. Each of your enemies within 10 feet. The hobgoblins, as they have just launched arrows at Angus, you look up and see the mushrooms... Crick and crack as they start to lash out. Different bits of its fungus just wrap around them. Uh, one of the hobgoblins has to take two saving throws, and the other two only have to do one. Oh, because there's two trees. There is. There is. They're hiding behind three trees, and there's one behind them. Oh my gosh. Well, what's the dex? What's the save? Uh, Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. Two of them just failed. One of them succeeded, and that one will have to do another check against the second tree, and he succeeded. Okay. I just rolled for the damage really quick on the trees. The trees each do 21 points of damage. Oh, okay. You watch as these giant mushroom trees bow down and crush the hobgoblins down. Oh. They're both dirt-napped. <laughs> and as a bonus action, I can launch a loose rock. Okay, where would you like to shoot one? Uh, hit, hit the dude that Dominic just hit. He might die. That's true. Yeah, I'll do that. Make a ranged spell attack against the target. Okay. 11. No, that does not hit the 13. Yeah. Okay, as you go ahead, you take your <laughs> you take your meteorite that is your druidic focus. You harness it really quick, and you all of you see like some of the mushrooms grow closer to Sheik as she harnesses this energy. Those mushroom trees launch attacks, and she points up at a stone that loosens off of the roof and falls towards the orc who as he dodges out of the way. Dipple, it is your turn. Okay, so for my turn, I'm going to cast Hail of Thorns at second level, and I'm going to attack Mohawk here. That's going to be a 21 to hit. Yep. That definitely hits. Uh-huh. 10, 16, 19, plus 4 is 23 damage to Mohawk. <laughs> Does Hail of Thorns affect anyone near him? Uh, within 5 feet, but they look like they're about 10 feet apart. Yeah. You go ahead. You launch this arrow. You fly. It strikes towards him, and in midair, it blasts out to all the different shards, shotgunning him to the ground dirt nap. He's done. 
Okay. Oh, jeez. And then for my second attack, I'm going to hit um, this guy that Nimdiak hit earlier. I'm just going to launch an arrow at him. Okay, 16 to hit. That hits. That hits. Five damage to him. All right. You go ahead and you just la launch the blasted arrow. You go ahead and knock one other really quick. Launch back flies. Hits him right in the neck and he's down. Oh, jeez, guys. Am I going to get to kill anything? <laughs> Thornton was so you excited! You can kill the boar. Convel's turn. You can yep. wrestle with the boar. Convel, uh, she is gonna go after the war chief and make a bite attack. I yell at Convel when I see her going for the war chief. That's mine! 17 plus 7? 24 to hit? Oh my gosh, you guys. I forgot how great you are. We get to yes. learn the war chief. <laughs> we get to learn the war chief's AC. Armor class is 16. These guys are jokes. 11 damage to the war chief. Okay. When you um, haven't balanced a combat encounter in four months. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're just orcs. When they get their turn, they're, they're strong on the offense. They're all about to be dead on the offense. Um. <laughs> that should be it on combos until it's yeah, the hobgoblin. Do anything that's else. it. Okay. You mean the one hobgoblin? Yeah, yeah, we got the one. <laughs> the one hobgoblin now. Golly, what a horrible scenario to be in. He's going to step away from the tree, which was his cover, <laughs> which gave him a higher armor class than normal. So he steps away from the tree. He sees Convil running towards the leader, and he attacks Convil. He gets to roll sneak attack damage because Convil is near one of his allies. Oh, yeah. They're rogues. Makes sense. <laughs> okay. That is 10 points of damage to Convil. Wait, 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 what, what was the... What was the what, what the original the one, the original was like uh, 16. 16. Does not hit. It misses. It misses her? Because she's yeah. wearing armor. <laughs> 18's her armor class. All right. Hobgoblin <laughs> takes an arrow, fires it forward, it flies out, and then it just breaks on Convil's armor because Convil's dope. <laughs> and uh, are going to worship us. You know what? The Hobgoblin that. runs away. Far away, kind of in the direction that you guys would have been heading north. Well, he might tell his friends, do not mess with these guys. Okay. It's now the orcs and the boars They can make turn. the mushrooms hurt you. <laughs> Nimdiok. Oofa doof. You're a couple of feet away from the giant boar and one of the other uh, orcs, the one who's wearing the wool coat. The orc with the wool coat calls the boar over to him. He jumps on, pulls his lasso out, and then starts running towards you, whipping the lasso out. As a bonus action, I need you he launches the lasso at you. I need you to make a dexterity uh, saving throw. No, sorry, it's a grapple, so do an ac acrobatics check. That should be pretty good for you, right? Mm -hmm. He has advantage. Uh, 21. Ah! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he got a 21. I'm super dexterous. Oh, they tied. Yeah. This, okay, so because this number is so close, narratively here, you are just dodging out of the way. Literally, he, he his other role, he had advantage because of the orc war chief. His other role was a two. <laughs> He throws the lasso towards you. It tightens around your neck, and then he runs with the boar past you. <laughs> the second the, the line gets taut, you are pulled by your neck to the ground, and you're going to take a lot of damage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, total is 27. Oh my gosh, I hate Convil so much. <laughs> oh gosh, the eyepatch orc runs up and tries to do a bonus action lasso attack on Convil. Convil needs to make an either athletics or acrobatics check. The orc rolled a 13. Yeah. 17? Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. You th <laughs> he throws the lasso, and Convil jumps through the loop as it tightens behind her, and it just lands on a limp rope. He then goes to make an attack. <sighs> Screw this dog. Freaking Convil. Woo! 
Okay, that's a 15 plus 5. That's a 20. Okay. He yeah. finally hits. Convo takes uh, a, a... 8 points of damage. Okay. <laughs> you guys are just gonna maul this down. Thornton, it's your turn. <laughs> Is he foaming at the mouth? What? <laughs> he, so Thornton suddenly gets very excited that it's his turn to hurt Thornton, things. Thornton, you see Nimdiok being carried by the neck? Away on a, on a lasso. I give him a big thumbs up as I run toward the war chief. Okay, run um, towards the war chief. And I'm gonna rage as I run. Okay, so I pull out Duskbringer, Bye. my great axe. And okay. I uh, I roll an attack against the war chief. Twenty one hits. It's a D twelve. <sighs> I know, Johnny. I know. You'll be you okay. You guys are dope heroes. Is all I'm gonna say. Uh, Eleven damage on the first hit. Woohoo! Or actually, sorry, thirteen damage on the first hit. Okay. I'm raging. And then the next one definitely hits. And then 10 damage on the next hit. So 23 damage in the first two hits. Awesome. You've done. Oh, you, Is he still up? You've collectively done 41 points of damage, Tim. And, and he's, he's still up. He's still up. I will punch him in the face. Okay. <laughs> As your bonus action? Because I can do that because I'm a monk. Woo! That hits. Oh, and my punches deal a D4. Four. Four points. Plus six, so 10 damage. To the war chief. <sighs> Ten damage on your fist attack? Yeah, I'm a strong boy. And when I'm raging, I'm even angry stronger. Okay. <laughs> Thoradin, you are running over. You jump over Convil as you see an arrow break on her armor. And then you take your axe, slamming down onto him. Cut, cut. And then you just, he's like, I headbutt him <laughs> as, the, as the last attack. Boom, right into his skull. All right, he's still up, though. Okay, one more. Flurry of blows. I'll, you... I'll use a key point. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to check, see if he was still breathing. He ain't about to be another 10 damage. He looks into the eyes. And then I just headbutt him again after I see him come back from the first one. He, he hobbles back with another 10 points of damage. You just went from 31 to 61, just like that. He's still up. Oh, come on. The frick, guys. This is my turn. Uh, Yeah, it's Angus's turn. I look at the war chief. I pull out my gun. I just go, ha! Play Bang! <laughs> point blank. Around the head. That's a natural 20. Oh, he crit! Natural 20 on a gunshot to the yeah. orc? Yeah, yeah. Just, I would just point blank. Oh, wait. Ha! Can I you roll double that. damage really quick? Yeah, just roll the 9. Double 18. 18. And add your modifier. 20 damage. Mm, okay. Is he still awake? I got another shot. These guys are... This, this, this specific guy is strong, yeah. That, is he looking pretty damage. bad? That's, like, just, that's just an orc war chief from D&D. &D. He's, he's got he lots looking, of HP. Is he looking rough? Like, he's definitely more than... He's bloodied. He's more than half down. I'm let looking, me let me def describe this. Or you got something else? I mean, I can do another attack. He oh, has, yeah. He has multiple attacks. Go for your next attack, then. Sure. I'm like... Oh, my gosh. Uh, You're that, still awake? Uh, that's a... Uh, 17, does that hit? Yes. Cool. He has 16 armor class. Cool, cool, cool. Which we can see on your cool little... Yeah, no, yeah. We, I, I have the armor classes out public to make rolls a little bit faster during combat, which uh, is definitely 11 doing. damage. Hmm? 11 damage. 11? Oh, man! You guys gotta see... You'll see this math when I show you it later, but, uh... No, he's still up. No way! I'm like... <laughs> 11 damage makes I such a... bonus actually be like, dude, and he gets what's, your, what's your deal? What's, what's, what's your beef? Just die. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just I was take really a chill we'd knock him out of the initiative. Uh -huh. uh, what a loser. Holy crap, guys. You've done 92 points of damage to him. So Angus, <laughs> right as Thornton has unleashed fury upon this orc, you run up, shoot him twice, and it blasts right into him. One goes through his head, and he's still going. Like, he is fighting through this. I see he's, bits of his brain coming out. He's in his own rage man. at this point. Like, not even, like, orcs are pretty monstrous. 
Ooh, it's his turn. Yeah, I like huff at him. I'm like, come on, pick on someone your own size. Or half your size. Whatever. Just hit me. <laughs> okay. Take He's going to use his bonus action to lasso you, Thornton. I need you to make... That's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> Acrobatics or athletics check. It'll be athletics. Oh, you got a natural 20. I get advantage on it because I'm raging. Frick! <laughs> 18. Yeah, he got a 20 plus five. Shoot! Okay. Johnny! He throws the lasso at your feet. It ties tight. And then it, he pulls it under you. You're now prone. And he's now going to take his multi-attack at you while you are prone. <laughs> which means advantage both times. Johnny, are you angry? I am utilizing the thing I thought I wouldn't get to, so I'm happy. Uh, 16, does that even hit you? It does. Okay. Uh, oh, wait, wait. Are you Agile Perry, if I unarm strike on my attack action, I gain 2 AC, so I'm at 17 AC. He goes, oh my gosh, so you're prone. He takes a great axe, slashing it down towards you, and you just roll out of the way. It smacks right into the ground behind you. He lifts it back up, makes another attack, and that's a 15 plus 5. So that hits you, and you take... I'll do it. A good ol' 20 points of damage. He hasn't even touched my HP, what he just took the health out of the orb. Oh my gosh. Nimdiok. What are you doing on your turn? I'm gonna cut the friggin' rope! Alright, reach up, please um, roll a damage on whatever weapon you're using. 12. Yeah, you needed 5. So you go up, you cut the rope, and you just hear the footsteps backing away as you are now sliding to a stop. Okay, what are you gonna do? I'm gonna stand up. Uh-huh. Can I throw a shuriken? Yeah, you totally can. You want to throw it at the boar or the orc riding it? The orc riding it. Eleven. Eleven misses. As you go ahead, you stand up, you just try to throw one out of there, and it flies right by him. Sheik. Who's by trees? The eyepatch orc is by a tree, so he gets to take damage. Would you like to roll for that? Well, is it just straight damage? Uh, he gets he a dexterity make... saving throw. Oh, okay. does he? Okay. Say. Okay. Well, he rolled an 18+. plus. Okay. The giant mushroom tree just tries to slam down at him, and he ducks out of the way as it slams down. Um, now you have your extra turn, though. I'm gonna like move up here so I can get a better <laughs> angle on it to hit like both of these guys, and uh, I'm gonna cast lightning bolt. Okay, so you run over to the side. So dexterity saving throws for both of them. You line up the both of them, and they will make dex saves. Um, one made a, one made a 15 plus, and the other one made a nine plus five. So okay, they had to be 15. Okay, so one of them fails. One of them got a 14. The other one damage. Okay, please which roll one, that damage. Which one failed? Uh, the eye patch guy. Let me get all my D6s. Eight, six, six. Gross. 15. Uh, doesn't matter, because the orc warchief had one hit point left. So oh. succeeding meant nothing to him. Really? Andrew just missed him by one HP. One HP. Oh my gosh. Sheik, you run around to the side trying to line up both Eyepatch Orc and the Orc Chieftain. You blast the lightning through them. It launches right next to the mushroom tree. Ooh, the Orc halfway dodges away, but it still hits some of the metal on him, shocking for that 15. It's only got a little bit left. And the Orc goes down. You hear some popping and sizzling. It's pretty grody. Oh, wait, I'm shooting a rock at he did someone. 27. Oh, I no, forgot. That's my bonus action. And then he did 10. So Sweet. So you're going to shoot a rock at Eyepatch, who's the last one kind of in your range? Yes. 21. It hits. So then 3d8. 16. <laughs> do you want to describe this or do you want me to? Just smashes in him to, into the ground. He's non-existent. Yeah, Like, just yeah. hammers in him. Like, this is ground. bigger than just a rock. Like, <laughs> yeah. you take a chunk out and you don't see him as it slams down and crushes yeah. some of the mushroom tree, too. Just This is Eyepatch. He just looks up and goes, oh no, and then he's just gone. 
eye patch out of the equation. Dirt naps. Okay. So now we're literally just Get on the board. <laughs> My turn. Tipple. Um, again, you see all the way to the right, Nimdiak has just cut himself loose of the um, thing. How far can you go? I can go six, uh, 50 feet. Is that 50 feet? You can go oh, with your action to move. No, no, no. I have fleet of foot. Oh, so you I can, can bonus dash action. action. Awesome. So you can move a little bit. Well, yeah, basically right up there. So right. I am going to do uh, my fleet of foot and dash and get all the way up next to Nimdiok, and then uh, the orc and the boar are within range. And then I'm going to cast. You can't cast it. You just I use can't your bonus do that. Action. That's right. Okay, so then I'm just going to make an attack on both the orc and the boar. Separately? Separately. Okay, cool. So I'm going to do 19 for the orc, and then 13 for the boar. 13 just hits. So that's 5 for the orc, 10 for the boar. Damage. Ooh. You certainly don't have a boar with your attacks here. Do you get any bonus damage on beasts, because that's one of your favorite enemies? Advantage on wisdom to track... You have plus 4 damage to them. So... How much damage did she just say she dealt to the beast? Uh, 10. So, 14. Okay, so 14 damage to the giant boar. Yeah! Okay. Anything else you want to do with your a million actions? No, that's all I can do. Cool, now what do you want to do with Convil's action? Um, she... She's got 40 feet of movement. How far can that get her on this map? 40 feet of movement will get her, um, about 20 feet away from you. Okay, I'll just bring her close by. Okay. She runs up. It's now the orc and the boar's turn, and uh, the orc hoists the boar in a different direction and runs off in the same direction that the hobgoblin went. We're out of initiative now, and uh, the hobgoblin is long gone. You don't know where he is, but the orc is actively now running away in the distance. <gasps> okay, I'll run up to the nearest um, Mykonid person and try and yeah. speak with it. Okay. Are, are you okay? Do you need help? Okay, so you try to talk to the mushroom people. You see there is this um, taller adult one, which is, by the way, by adult, I mean, like, this is Nimdiok's height. The child one is more like everybody else's height. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of stands back. You see its beady black eyes. And I put tight. my, I obviously, like, put my axe away and put my hands up as I walk toward it. I cast Speak with Plants. Okay, so what would you like to say then? Well, let me let me say really well, quickly. Do they say anything back to me? Right as you're, right as you're going to do that, um, Thoradin, in response, this creature holds his hand out to you. I just sort of really timidly put my hand out. And as you do that, he sprays these gooey spores onto your hand. Instantly recoil my hand. But I'm kind of like, I know that he's trying to be good, so I like... He kind of timidly looks at you again. Put it back. And and he, he motions like up and down with his arms like, it's okay, it's okay. He sprays the spores in your hands. And then he motions with his hand to where his nose would be. And then motions to you. Okay, like rub it on my face under my nose. As you start to breathe it in, you feel a little bit of a tingling in the back of your head. And then... And then I die. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, (laughs) yee. My students high five and they run off like little... Okay. You hear a voice in the back of your head. As now, you can telepathically communicate with them. Oh, sick. Yeah, that's why I was surprised when you even brought this up, Tipple, because they have this ability to communicate with any oh, creature. A spore okay. network. They have a spore network, yeah. Um, so do you still, I mean, I'm about to say what they're about to say, but do you still want to do the plant thing or save us? No, if, if we can communicate with them, then yeah. yeah. I just assumed we wouldn't be able to communicate with them. Okay. So They make sure to spray the spores into all of your hands. Uh, are all of you going to... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More <Where's>, science! <laughs> I'm going to pass. 
Okay, Nimdiakul Pass, Angus. Of course, I'm snorting shit. <laughs> you doing the shrooms? <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Angus. Everybody but Nimdiakul will be able to telepathically communicate with them, and the first words you hear them say telepathically is. Dude! <laughs> what? Well, really radical dudes? You, like, saved our backsides back there, man! I regret it. And then, like, the little one's like, Yeah, dude! Oh. And then the, the old one just says, My thanks to you, fellas. You can call me Windsnapped Pine, because I first sprouted and germinated from a pine tree in the northern side. This little sproutling here is Maple Stump. And that one you saved who's only got one arm left, he's human cornea, because he germinated in the eye socket of a dead traveler. Cool. You guys are pretty groovy for saving us like that, man. Thanks, it was our pleasure. I gotta, I gotta bring you, you gotta see, we got, we got a tribe, you gotta meet! Hey, wait, 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 real quick. Uh-huh. Stock? Stock, brother! Noggin? <laughs> no noggin, man, we're sensitive there. Dude. Dude, man, out of sight, bro. <laughs> Alright, we gotta no get you No one get my Finding Nemo joke. I, I, got got Nemo joke and and I, I laughed. I dropped Shut it. Shut it right down. <laughs> All right, Matt, I'm really stoked. You gotta come and meet. You gotta come and meet our tribe. We, we were just looking out for, for little Sproutlins to see if we could find any. We found this one here, but we, got, we gotta bring you. This is a dangerous part of the jungle. Yeah, you sound really excited. How dangerous? Are those orcs a common occurrence? They've become more common recently, bro. Were they trying to eat you? We don't know why, but yeah, they do. It's strange. They don't even attack the, the more mundane mushrooms in the jungle. They only attack us. Seems like they enjoy... Hurting things. Oh, perhaps, man. I was. It is scary, dude. I was freaking out, man. It was. We gotta get out of here, though, because they're not the most dangerous thing in the jungle. What's the fastest way out of this whole. Motions to rock? Yeah, we're trying to get farmering. North? Dude, north is where I sprouted from, dude. I've been out there. It's, it's a pretty cool place. If we come meet your tribe, do you think you could take us the safest route north? Yeah, man. I'm gonna need a good old short rest, though, because I got really hurt by them orcs. It's okay. I think he might need Hold a big on. one, too. How are you able to spawn with trees even though there's no sunlight? It was the trees right on the corner of the actual forest. You gotta come meet, meet, our, meet our elder, our sovereign. He's a good guy. What okay. is the most dangerous thing? You're you, not there. You are not in this conversation. <laughs> yeah, you just watch as they they don't have to, there's no words. Yeah, there's they're just, just like we're all just looking at each other and then we giggle every once in a while. Yeah, I'm just, and and then right. like Thomas just smacks the hand of one of them, the stalk of one of them. Come on, man, let's go, let's go. And then all all of them run, start running and north. Nimdia, let's go. Where are we going? It's okay, they're total bros. Yeah, they're they're cool. We're going to their village. They're exactly what you would expect shrooms to sound like. You guys kind of have to keep up. Well, actually, no, you don't. They're really slow. They have a 30 feet move. So, well, 20 feet, actually. Oh, it's only 20 feet? Yeah, the sprout has a 10 feet, so he's just being carried by one of the adults. Can we Does just pick them up? Does speed ever go up? Because it's been 25 forever. Do you want to pick them up and they'll just guide you? Yeah. Dude, piggyback, bro! I'm a... Yeah. I'm a uh, horseback! Yeah, horseback. Dude! Come on, little Sproutlin! He takes the Sproutlin, puts it on your uh, horseback. He he goes up and like, giddy up, brother! Let's go, man! This is the weakest member of our party, by the way. <laughs> this is your weakest one. Yes, dude. I have oh. no idea how he's carrying you. <laughs> That's a bummer, bro. You gotta get some reps in, man. 
Okay, and you start taking reps. Do you get in, dude? I get like one a day. It's real tough, bro. It's not a rep. That's a rep. It's it's a big one rep. Yum yum. Do you know what rep is short for? Representation. Let's go, bro. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you are brought through the jungle until eventually you see a giant glow ahead of you, and you crest up over a tiny bit of land and see a glowing pool of water. It almost looks like lemonade or murky water that has light uh, illuminating it from below. There is tons of these mycenid creatures all around. There's no houses. They just live amongst the jungle. Uh, some of them are actually by the side of the lake and just kind of like taking the water and absorbing it into themselves. And um, it's so like Spongebob gross. where he just steps out and the water. It's crazy peaceful. And, and then walking up to you is this giant mycenid resembles kind of a portobello mushroom a bit <laughs> and he just lumbers his way forward <laughs> and he says dude I heard you dude saved our villagers here I'm mighty thankful for you please please you are in the safest spot of the jungle alright feel free to crash anywhere you like bro you guys keep talking about the dangers of the jungle what are those well, they're not dangerous to us. For some reason, they don't like us. But people like you, you outsiders, there's some monsters, big, purpley things, worm-like creatures that oh, we can't. You know, slither through. And most of them stay in the mountain above us. But sometimes they peek their little noses out, and uh, that's when they'll get travelers. We don't see many travelers through here, so we understand you've likely got something important to do. Well, I say, what's so important to make you go through this part of the jungle? We need we're, to get we're to, on a mission. We need to get to a town that's to the north. Is it in a little, a little valley? Have you heard of it? There's a settlement north, yes. A little bit farther than the field that you'll find right after you crest out from this jungle. Can you help us get Draken Hollow? Draken Hollow? Oh, oh man. I heard that place. It's the one place you can stay safe from the Drake, man. The Drake is a bad being. You ever come up here to the mountain? Uh, we don't have... We have some sensitivity to the sunlight, so we stay in our jungle. But I am going to be busy here, but we can send some of our our fine, fine fungus folk with you, and they can, uh, they can guide you through the safest journey to make sure you ain't caught up with bad people. That sounds great. Much appreciated. All right. If you need any healing, please enjoy the lake. It's, it's got some wonderful, wonderful qualities, bro. It's good. It gives you a nice mellow, too, bro. It's good stuff. I bet it does. Yeah, I bet it does. Bro. I bet it does. Yep. Dude. Gnarly. Yeah, gnarly, dude. <laughs> Thank you. May I drink of the lake? Yeah. He literally just gave you permission. To yeah, do I'm I'm going to do it. So, yeah. like, water? He does warn you first off. They says, but I gotta warn you, dude. You gotta respect the lake, okay? You can't, you can't bottle up the lake. You can, if you, if you, if you disrespect it, the lake will disrespect you, dude. Diarrhea, I know. It's you gotta, bad. you gotta spend some time with the lake. Care for it a little bit. Whisper sweet nothings to it. Give a little it rub. Will, it'll give you its power, bro. I bet, I bet, bro. Gnarly, dude. Yep, thanks. Dude, thanks, bro. Far out, Thanks, dude. bro. Yep. <laughs> okay, you gonna try the lake? Uh, I can't. I can't yeah, hear I actually wanna talk to him about, like, some magic in here, if there's anything that's, like, nearby. 
super magical stuff. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of walking and talking mushrooms. Yeah. That's really magical. <laughs> I want to ask them some of their stories so I get some inspiration of telling amazing, oh. astonishing stories of yes. King Angus Duskland. You go ahead and talk to some mushrooms. They kind of uh, chill out around a fire. Well, no, they don't. They chill around some glowing mushrooms. And, uh... <laughs> this my they just pile a couple in a pile. <laughs> and you get told some really whack stories. Like, they tell you about times that they were going out on ranger missions to try to find new sproutlings, because these sproutlings, you know, they just grow in random places around the jungle. Some mushrooms just gain sentience. And so they oftentimes have scouting parties to try to find new sproutlings to keep them safe, because they are very vulnerable. And you hear this crazy story about them going off, man, and we did that, and, you know, you got a cool story to tell about a journey that a bunch of mycenids took, and uh, they actually actively fought some hunters. Yes. I want to go well, float in the, I'm not yeah, I'm in the lake. I'm not drinking from the lake either. I want to float in it for a little bit. I don't know what's going on. I'm not drinking from the lake. Nimbia. You're I'm just not eating mushrooms. <laughs> you and, and I do know what's going on, and I'm not drinking from the lake. <laughs> I don't want to drink from it. I want to go and lay in it and, like, be nice to the lake. Dipple and Sheik, you chill out by the lake. You relax. Um, you guys can spend the day here, and you can all take a long rest and recuperate whatever you lost Thank in that you, fight. Thank you, guys. I, well, I mean, what'd you get? Was it really a well, danger to you, Nimdiok? What'd you get? 37 damage he was in on... one hit in one attack, mm -hmm. and I only have 53. So I was at 14. Okay, so it was good. Okay, I was If, I was if, if I would have been attacked, if, if that second attack would have been anywhere close to the first one, I would have died. Hello everyone, it is your editor-in-chief and fun guy, Thomas, here to serve you some hot table talk this episode. Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms is an action idle game based around team strategy with aspects like finding the ideal formation, automation using Modron components, blessings from gods and goddesses, switching out champions in various slots, items, feats, subclass choices, and much more. And even crazier is all of that is 100% up to you to decide how you play it. Some builds, sure, are better than others, but that's part of the strategy and learning. So, why don't you tune in today, at 10am Central Standard Time, to watch me play some Idle Champions on our brand new Twitch page. That's right, we're now live on Twitch, streaming D&D-related games and much more as we branch out onto this new platform. Join me today as we discuss this episode, ask any questions you may have, and join the Wayfarers chat. And keep an eye out on the stream for this week's chess code. Some housekeeping things. We have a bi-weekly newsletter that we send out with loads of news and info for you to see. Plus, it's a helpful little reminder every time an episode comes out. You can check it out on our website, hoacast.com. It's a little box right up there at the top. If you like the show, leave a review. By leaving a review, you're making a direct investment in the success of this show. So if you're enjoying the show, we'd ask if you would consider leaving a review. It will help others come to enjoy this show as much as you do. Another thing... In this next section, there may be some general misreadings of basic D&D rules. Normally I'm all over that at our table, but, well, it was stressful. Uh, you'll see soon enough. And finally, we will not be posting a new episode until after the new year. I apologize for neglecting to mention the lack of an episode due to Thanksgiving, so I wanted to get out ahead of this one and let you know, no new episodes until 2021. 
So go enjoy some time with the family, friends, and loved ones that you can despite this plague, and we will see you in the new year. Now, I believe that is all, so allow me to return you to the action. You all, on the next day, after you all wake up and you're fully rested, some of the mycenids go ahead and lead you out, um, and whoever of you want to reapply the telepathic stuff, you have to reapply it. And so, you, how long does it last? An hour. So you've For had now, to. I'll have some. Your lungs are freaking filled with spores, but they're inert. Except for, <laughs> for <mine>. now, bro. <laughs> I don't appreciate the sleep sporing, bro. I've been awake. Yeah, you're fine. You don't get sprayed. <laughs> I think they respect the fact that you didn't ever want some. But the people who have experienced it, you just get psh, hand sprayed in the face. Dude, it's morning, Tom Bros. Dude, morning. Dude, come on. You guys got to bug out. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Okay, cool. All, All right. right. You guys are led through the jungle. You take a bit of an interesting pathway. And uh, eventually, when the light becomes brighter, you see... Um, first off, you feel the temperature getting colder and colder. The warm humidity is kind of left behind you as you feel this cold wind brushing in, almost like when you're on a beach, this air brushes in from the other side of the uh, mountain. And by the time you actually edge your way out, it is snowing hard. It is pretty much on the verge of becoming like a blizzard. It's hard to see through, but through the snow, you see a mountain range that is cracked down the center with this hairline crack from your distance, it looks like. And there's a ton of um, stone structure built over that crack, uh, a good 80 to 100 feet tall. And uh, there's this design that show it's like almost a protective wall outside of the Drakken valley. Hollow. Drakken Hollow. The mycenids give you a bunch more unnecessary dudes. They say goodbye, and uh, you guys can make your way over there. Gnarly, bro. Dude. Dude. Oh, bros, we almost forgot, dude. If you continue heading north, there's another tribe of mycenids. They're up in the kingdom of Kish. We used to have a mycelium branch that connected us to villages, and we were able to communicate. But we lost contact with them, so if you're up there, uh, let them know that, that we're chilling pretty rad down here, and uh, we'd love to hear how they're doing. Okay, we'll pass that along. Right on, all right. You fight your way through the snow, making your way up to the large wall. How many people are wearing the warm stuff? Me. No, you do. I Did am. you buy some stuff? Yeah. Did you buy some I stuff? I didn't buy anything. I bought stuff. So, Nimdiak and I are... Freezing. Absolutely cold. Okay. I can cuddle Is somebody. Is that going to do something to me? It will. I've got my cloak. That's not enough here. You should have bought Um, Nimdiak and Thoradin, um, you take... Uh, as, you're, as you walk a couple of hours through the snow, I need a constitution saving throw. Nice. I really hope you succeed, because this is going to suck. You should add some fire bite better. 24. Mm-hmm. 16. Oh. It was a 15. And so you don't get a level of exhaustion. Oh, that's right. You have dragon bite bitter that gives you resistance to cold. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If, if it got to it, I might have sipped some. Yeah. You make your way up to the wall of Dragon Hollow. A giant gate is currently closed, and there are um, a little area that says, you know, knock here if ye want to enter, ye. But before we... Wait, wait. Yes! Before we enter, literally, as I'm saying it, um, can't you detect nearby dragons? 
You can only sense favored enemies. So they changed it. They did change it. Is it a beast, though? It's not a beast. No. Okay. You used to be able to sense dragons. Yeah. Dragons are dragons. It's a type of enemy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, knock, 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 I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Guard opens the front little hatch, looks at you, says, Hi, how are you doing? Uh, a little cold out here. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Where do you come from? Uh, where do we come from? I actually cannot remember the name of the city that we came from. Well, where's the Oh, map? wait, no. Nettleguard. There you go. Uh, you're the people the Emperor sent, right? Yes. All right. Well, welcome. Things are a bit strange here. The gate opens up, a crack enough to fit you guys through as the snow kind of filters through. Things are as, a bit strange here. As, the theme of every town we go to. <laughs> as we walk by him, I I'm going to say, strange is relative, and brush it off. I would love to go into a town where they're like, we're doing perfectly fine. <laughs> this town this seems fairly normal, actually. You're the only weird people here. <laughs> as the door is closed behind you, you shake off your um, very soaked boots that are covered in snow, and you look inside to this giant vertical city. The ravine is only about 40 feet wide. Wow. It is incredibly tight. Down at the bottom level, it works somewhat like a normal street. You just have this stone bottom where these buildings are built right into the sides. People have carved into the rockside walls and then built wooden and stone structures that jut out. But as you look up, that goes for layer upon layer upon layer. Balconies, bridges, different areas are all filled. You just see an endless amount of buildings that jut out from these walls. Bridges going from side to side every direction. Um, and in the middle, you even see one stone building that is held in the middle of the ravine and is actually has uh, supports. These look like chains that are attached on both sides of the ravine. I appreciate the marvel of said architecture. Yeah. Only a little bit of snow actually makes it through the top of the ravine that filters through the entire layers. What kind of stone is this stuff made of? Most of the stone um, is straight from nearby rock formations of itself. Sometimes it seems like whenever they dug in a place for a a house to be built, they took that stone to build stone houses. So nothing special. Nothing special. Not like marble. It's like granite. Yeah, this is pretty, pretty tough and rumble. Rough and tumble. Rough and tumble, tumble and rumble. <laughs> that actually works well both ways. The guard says to you, This is a bit of a problem, but obviously we told the Emperor what was going on. There's been sightings of the dragon. There are bodies, supposedly ones that the dragon has killed, and we even have claw marks all through the city. And it's been happening ever since about two days ago but we can't find a dragon. This feels like a like a like a bug's life scenario, you know the bird that isn't really a bird that everybody's afraid of. <laughs> There's a fake dragon that a bunch of kids are in. That's Thornton's theory. There isn't really a dragon. It's a fake dragon. A bunch of kids are in it. We only have a few um eyewitnesses. One is a group of children who saw a man <laughs> the kids. They saw a man clawed up by dragon claws falling out the front of his door over his balcony into the gap below. And where is it that these kids live? These kids live up on the fourth floor. The only other witness is, well, the main employee of that building there, and he points to the building that is suspended between the walls. Um, uh, there's the blacksmith, that is the Jesper's anvil. And, uh, well, she, she was, she was witness to some of the attacks in the mines. Okay, I'm talking to her, and I just start walking on. <laughs> I go for the kids. I'm like, how do we get there? 
there's lots of different pathways and he, he motions in and you start to see the different pathways from this layer there is a stair a couple of staircases that lead up to this first balcony down the way there's other staircases that go up there's ladders all throughout but one of the most interesting modes of transportation are these bucket elevators huh. you see people climb into a bucket that is attached to a rope pulley system that goes really far up they unclamp this tightening rod and poof, the bucket flies up most of these elevators are only go up about two or three floors each, and so they get off that, then they go take a different stairwell, and then go up a different bucket. Let's take that. Does this seem like a pretty big town? This is re- this is probably more of a city. Yes. Okay. I want to go towards those claw marks and inspect them to see if they're actual dragon. Because I mean, we've fought a dragon before. We've seen a dragon. We literally just talked to one recently, so I feel like I could tell if it was faked with the dragon claws. So I want to do a like investigation, see if it actually would make sense. You walk up a stairwell, kind of look out, stepping on the creaky boards. This is a very old town, and it's kind of a little disconcerting to see all these balconies just piled on top of each other. You walk across a rickety rope bridge that kind of sways under you as you're on like the third floor by this point, and you walk up to a building that above this wooden building there is giant claw marks in the stone above. Okay. It looks real. It looks like a swooping attack as if the dragon just stretched around and clawed right into it. But this place is only 40 feet long. Or wide, rather. A dragon would literally be scrunched up to its shoulders. And so it wouldn't really have a mobility to do a long scratch. It would probably only be able to maybe embed its claws in and then swoop up and like crawl up the walls. You couldn't imagine an environment where it could have had a freedom of movement arm scratch on a wall. In front of it, sure, but not on the sides. What if it's a dragon youngling? This is big. This is adult dragon size. For the claws. The claws. But for the space that it's in, it doesn't make sense that it would no, be able to fit. It wouldn't make sense that an adult dragon would have a wide wingspan here. It, it couldn't... It would be very tough. It would struggle, and probably, here's the biggest thing, if it could fit... It would destroy the town in the process. All these buildings would be destroyed, but they're not. These buildings, which are butted up only 30 feet against each other on their front facades, and then you've got these claw marks in the wall. There's other buildings that have claw marks on the wood. Thornton, you make your way up to the, to the Jester's Anvil. This is really high up. You get all the way up to about the 11th story. Hmm. And you say, hmm, until you see how the actual building is attached to the walls it is attached by four giant metal chains which are crossed like x shapes on both sides of the ravine connecting one side to one side and it is just suspended by these chains as you go ahead you see that it goes from the wooden walkway a two-foot gap and then the building's floor that is stone a two-foot gap holy crap jump there's, there's handles on the, on the yeah, door. Yeah, I'll just step everything. over and grab the handles. You step over. It's a little disconcerting to see the ground shift perspective under you. Can he actually step over? He's very short. Hey. It's only, it's only two feet. It's only two feet. Yeah, it's yeah. only two yeah. feet. Yeah, he's four good. feet. It's a slight jump. I'm only three feet tall, so. <laughs> You're the shortest you could just You could just head dive and just duck a little and you'd fall under. <laughs> All right. Three. What do I see? Inside, you see tons of weapons put on all the different walls, put in my, buckets. My eyes widen. There is an anvil inside where this woman is clambering down on a sword. And as she looks up to you, you see that she is 
got a giant claw mark that embeds through her skull and through her eye. Does it look recent? Uh, yes. Very recent. She says, says, Oi, welcome to the Jesper's Anvil. How can I help you? Looking around. Yeah. We got some great stuff here. Fine craftsmanship. Best you can get in this town. I've heard Dragon Hollow is, uh, well known for being very safe. Thought we might move here. Oh, well, yeah, sort of. Um... In traditional sense, yeah, there's not going to be... The orcs can't even get in here. It's a pretty safe place. And even from the air, uh, we have a lot of guards positioned up on the top, so mm-hmm. it's a pretty safe place, but there have been rumors recently. Rumors? You look like you recently got oh. attacked by some kids or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. And she kind of just, like, puts her hammer down. and Yeah. I, I, um... I saw one of the attacks... Tell me more. And she kind of just scoots out of her chair, walks up to you. As I'm, like, inspecting some shields. Some of the people in this town don't believe us who've seen it. But there is a dragon inside the dragon-proof city. I believe you. I, I, I don't know how. But I saw it. I was visiting a friend of mine. He's a coal miner works in the mine on the sixth floor. And it was there. I I sort of motion her over toward one of the windows in the place. Mm-hmm. So, a full-size dragon. Adult. Yeah. The gap between this mountain can't even hold that. They don't believe in me when I say it. But it could squeeze. It had an ability I don't know how. I've never heard of this in all of my life. We were in the coal mine, and we were looking towards an entryway to the mines, not bigger than ten feet tall, ten feet wide. One of the miners was just walking in, and then a claw came out and grabbed him deep. After that, it was quick. We hadn't had the time to react before a dragon head moved its way out of that ten foot by ten foot gap, and then the entire body came out. Not spooky. Yeah, a little bit. Mines are closed right now. The official word that they're giving the civilians to not freak them out is that it was just a cave-in. But there's a couple of people who've seen worse, and I barely escaped. Well, I might have lied to you a little bit. We're not a happy family looking to move here. I've got a couple friends. We're here to help. Yeah? Take care of this dragon problem. Who are your friends? I, I lean over to the other window and I point down... What are you guys doing in this moment where he's looking to try to, you know, impress her with the heroes? What are you guys doing in the town? Angus is certainly looking at the claw marks on one of the buildings. Yeah, Angus is at least looking like he's doing a good thing. What are the other three doing? I'm just, like, people watching. I'm I'm just, like, waiting for you to come down. Okay. Okay. She looks down, sees the group. I wave. Cool. She pensively waves back. So what are you going to do? Kill it. You can kill a dragon. Done it twice. Deception check. I don't know if Thornton even remembers or counted right. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Thornton thinks he's telling the truth. <laughs> Still deception. Well, check. we've killed one, right? Fine. How about this history check? <laughs> Ten. <laughs> she thinks you're telling the truth. <laughs> I mean, it's not far from the truth. Okay. Done it before. We'll do it again. How can I help you? Get me into those mines. Or get me to talk with someone who can get me in. Oh, I can get you in. Let's get your group together. 
I agree. Quicker, the better. Absolutely. Okay, 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 cool, awesome. And she closes up shop. And, and as out. we're walking out, I, I said, do you know anything about some kids that said they saw a body? Uh, they... Did that come from the mine, or was that somewhere else? No, 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 that was um, over there. And she points at a, a Fletcher's shop, hmm. uh, which you see... The, there, there's some claw marks kind of through it on the wood inside, but it's all blocked off. So there have been multiple different attacks. Yes, but no one has... Not... It doesn't show itself to the great population. The whole town hasn't seen the dragon, but only a couple of so people it's a have secret seen dragon. Again. For some reason. I believe you. Thank you. We just need to find proof. Okay. Okay, let's get your group. Let's get your group. Uh, she walks down. You all group together. Is there anything you want to do before she leads you to the mine? Talk to the kids. Talk to the little children. Yeah, why don't, we, why don't you take me to where the, the other body was found? on the way. You seem to know this town a lot better than I might. The, the one that fell from the building? Yes, please. And then she points down to the very bottom of the ravine. I mean, after he fell off, he was found... At well, the I was told there were some kids that saw. Do you know where they might be? Yeah, yeah, they, uh... They were nearby here, so I think they were on this floor. Um, their, their houses are probably nearby. Um... Uh, give me an investigation check! Um... That's a ten... I rolled a zero. <laughs> really? I'm not two minus two is zero. Okay. Uh, it takes a while, but Angus, you do get to talk to guards, figure out where these kids live, and uh, um, mainly there's one kid that is like the main mouth who has told. The rest of the kids say they never even saw the dragon uh, or anything. They never even saw the guy fall, but there's this one kid who says that he saw it. His name is Xander. Okay. Matt, does he have a, a mohawk that's, like, really short? No, he's Blood a kid. Mohawk. He's got blue hair. He would never have a mohawk. <laughs> Mohawks are only for when you become 13. Uh, that's the sign stop. of adulthood. Apparently, apparently stop being a kid, yes. Okay. Only the age of 13. When you turn 13, mm-hmm. you gotta shave it off. Yep. There's some, some great rock and roll bands at 13-year-olds. <laughs> okay. On. You talk to the kid. Um, the kid tells you basically the story as it happened. So there was this, this, we were walking, we were hanging out, and there was this loud sound. All my friends looked the other way, but I heard yelling. I looked the opposite way, and I saw this guy covered in claws. He, he, he fell over the balcony and, and tumbled down. And we, we looked inside, and there was these claw marks on the wood. I saw a dragon, I'm telling you, I saw it. They don't believe me. And he says that he saw a dragon in the Fletcher's building, which is, like, no bigger than the room we're in right now. Like, the full dragon, just... The full dragon, apparently. I feel like this is a major image, and literally, they're just like, someone's gone around killing people, but this is in the this form... This is magic? I... This has to be magic, because how is this dragon shape-shifting its actual limited size. How is it leaving real claw marks and killing real people? That, oh, I mean, I don't know exactly what the claw marks, that's why I'm a little lost, but killing, you could literally create a, a major image and then go in and then murder someone and then come back out. Do you two Maybe know anything about dragons being able to change shape? Um, nature checks, please. Dipple and cheek. The crit fail? Oh, crit fail. Ten. Mm. Uh, you've heard that some dragons have been able to um, learn uh, like D&D class abilities like they can actually practice and be, have a level in D&D class but Spells and stuff. they normally don't do too much they normally will just dip in a little bit get a few levels of something so they normally don't gain crazy cool abilities like that well why don't you take us to the mines absolutely it's um, it's only a couple floors down she guides it down 
You eventually get up to these uh, mines that are closed off and, and hammered up with wood. But she guides you to a building to the side. Um, a building that is almost just a... This is where the ore is kept uh, before it's given off to different businesses to refine or sold. And she takes you through a back closet and says, This is where my friend used to work, and so um, we can get to the back here. And there is an entrance that connects to the inside of the mine. As you walk in, <coughs> the mine is dark in this area. Um, Sheik, you actually will have trouble seeing in here unless you can uh, cast light or... I give her a mushroom? Okay, yeah. You want to hand over the glowing mushroom? Do you want one? Yeah. <laughs> I need you to make a constitution saving throw, Sheik. Eleven. Eleven? Uh, you sadly do not get to keep it down, and so you don't get the um, dark vision effect. So just stand next to Dip. Now that you feel well, so I much worse. Well, can just do produce flame and be fine. I, mean, I guess some light would probably worth be good. A try. Yeah. You activate the light in your hand. I'll put a torch out for you to light. All right, you're holding a torch. You guys make your way through. Near the entrance of the um, boarded off mine, there is a bunch of bodies under rugs. Uh, not rugs, but, you know, sheets. Uh, oh, these, these are the victims of the dragon attack, apparently. And she says that the dragon was seen deeper into the mine. Would you mind if we look over the bodies? Go ahead. Whatever is helpful. All right, you pull it off, and it's pretty convincing. It, I mean, it looks like dragon claw marks. Um, Why don't we make some medicine checks? To see if it's really true. Detect powers? You want to detect magic on them? Yeah, I mean... Cool, let me see that really quick. 30 feet. Wording, The wording on detect magic is really interesting. Okay. You notice all the claw marks on these guys glow. You notice claw marks on the walls glow. You notice that a broken bit of the wooden building that makes its way into this mineshaft, a corner that has been crushed down glows, but in a in an outline that looks like the corner is still there. She gets to know the school of magic. Illusion. The claw marks are fake. Okay, well, okay. I tell everyone this. Obviously. I go to touch into the wound of the guy. It feels real. The wound is real. Mm-hmm. You can, you can reach into it. You don't, your finger does not stop. That doesn't happen if you go for the claw marks on the walls. On the people, you do. Your finger does stop. So whoever this was, knew how to fake the look of claw marks from dragons, and kill people to make it look like that happened. Mm-hmm. We're not dealing with a dragon. What's the emperor gonna think about this? He's still gonna want to kill the dude. Do you think? Gotta be he seemed someone. to just want to kill a dragon. Do you have any more of that paper? The self-sending paper. Do you think we should send the emperor a message? That's what I was thinking. We could, she says. As you all look over, she doesn't have a claw mark on her eye anymore. Oh, I'm sorry, what were we... But you did come all this way. I take my axe out and I point it at her throat. I pull out my gun, I'm like... <laughs> Speak. Well, enjoy the dragon. He comes from Karmatesh. And she disappears, and suddenly a portal opens up in the ceiling above you. Sand pours out. It is sunny out there. You feel the heat of a desert, and a blue dragon falls through the portal as it closes up behind him. As he slams down, I need everybody to make a dexterity saving throw to not get crushed by a dragon. It's fitting in this cavern? Barely. Oh, gross, Johnny. Seven and eight for Conville and me. Oh, oh no, okay. I'm at an 18. I have a 24. I have okay. a 15. What'd you get? Five. Everyone roll for initiative. Uh, oh, 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 oh. 
What in the world? Why? Why did I speak to her? Why do I keep rolling so bad on initiative? <laughs> Three. Eight. Dipple. Six. Conville's eleven. Cheek. Four. What, guys? You're all single digits except for Conville. Angus? 22. 22. Good yeah. job. All right, I get to roll for its initiative. Do some sort of bu uh, buff. We need something. Yeah. You've got an initiative 10. Okay. Angus? Oh, sorry. Let me deal the damage first for the people who get crushed. Ed Cheek, Dipple, and Conville. The people that succeeded take no damage? The people who succeeded, they dodge out of the way. Okay. The others just get halfway pinned before they pull themselves out, and you take... Uh, 14 points of bludgeoning damage. Mm -hmm. Well, aren't you glad we took a long rest before coming here? Yep. If you have any abilities to negate stuff because of saves, please make sure to use all of your abilities now. This is a blue dragon. Who needs bardic inspiration? Hey, are you going to finally use bardic inspiration? <laughs> yeah, it seems like a swimming This is the best idea. time to start using them. Yeah, yeah please guys don't die. I'm rooting for you, but this guy's strong. Angus, it is your turn. The dragon is now in the yeah. room. He angrily looks at all of you. His eyes show and like he slits down to anger. You hear a growl and you see lightning start to crackle up his throat. What are you doing? Um, I'm gonna do you. I'm gonna do you. Um, <laughs> Thoradin. Bardic inspiration. Yes. Great. Okay, so after that, I give him bardic inspiration. <laughs> all right, you gotta you gotta make some quick moves here because um, this be dragon and he' about to just. Should Ciao. I save all my spells for my healing stuff and not use any attack spells? That's the only words you get to say. You're yelling this out loud to everybody. I'm asking. No lightning! Game. I yell that as the fight starts. I mean, I know. No, I'm saying out of game. Should like no, I just no out save... of game. This is a fight. You get to say stuff to each other yeah. in character. We can't metagame anymore. We used to do that. Um, to you guys have a sentence to verbally say on your turn. Bang bang. Or to reply to twice. Actually, hold up. And. I know that we have lots of abilities to go through, but if you don't take your turn quickly, you'll just be taking yeah, the dodge action. I'm gonna action. do a uh, dead eye. Wait, is dead eye shot? That's yep. a seventeen. That's uh, twenty five. Yes. To 25. hit? Yes. That hits for one attack. You do get to know his AC, which is nineteen. Gnarly. Ooh, not called it. Twelve damage for the first hit. You rolled max damage. <laughs> Alright, so there's twelve damage. Okay, remember we have two hundred and twenty-five HP to go through, but we're not trying to kill it. Two fifty. 225. 225. Oh. Well, John, what did you say his armor class was? 19. 19. I missed the second attack. And then, yeah, that's the end of my turn. Okay. Yes, sir. You fire a shot? It just disappears amongst all of his scales. You don't even barely get to recognize what damage it did. I have a splinter later. Mm hmm. Conville's turn. What's she doing? Yeah, what's she's, your wolf gonna do? She's just gonna bite. I mean, that's all she can do, so. Okay, she lunges out. Okay, 14 plus 7. I'm pretty sure that hits. That does hit. Mm-hmm. Seven plus five is 12 damage. Okay, yeah, 12 damage. Okay. That's, Anything else she can do? That's Johnny, probably going to move away a little bit more. Rennie's going to murder you. I know, but it got within melee range, so the dragon's going to take a legendary action to make a tail attack. Okay. Oh, no. Calm that down. is a 16 plus 12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, good. I rolled pretty low. All right. Gee, many Christmas, guys. That is 10 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. Anything at this point with Conville, she is going to run as far as she possibly can. <laughs> she has four health. She's not going to die. Babe, she healed. We took a long rest. I know. She has 28 max, and the first thing of the dragon falling took half of her health. Oh, that's 14 right. damage. It's the blue dragon's turn now. That lightning courses up its neck, and it's going to... <sighs> 
It's going to do its best to line up. It can line up at least two of you. Um, let me see if it can do three, just because we're abstracting the space. It cannot. So it's going to line up two of you. Oh, I get to use this. I painted some D6s with your initials on it so I can randomly target you guys without me deciding. Which also means, which also means I can't save you if the dice say so. Okay, that's Dipple, and that is uh, the T, which is freaking Thoradin. Man, I wanted to say Thomas so badly. I need you to both make dexterity saving throws. I have advantage on this. It's a DC of 19. I got 8 plus 3. Let's not beat a 19. No, 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 13, but 8 plus 8. Is it 19? 21. Whoa! No, she's saying she got 18, I rolled a 13. but she gets a plus 3. No, I rolled a 13, and I have a plus 8. Uh, I was trying to do 8 plus 3 and then add 10 to it. Oh. Didn't work. Very well. <laughs> okay. That's just the way my mind works. She's trying math. to math. Yeah. That's okay. I, I succeed. I rolled a 61. A 61? <laughs> Shut up. What'd you get? 11. 11 does not pass a 19. You are now going to be able to take... Unfortunately, I haven't been able to drink my... You're going to be able to take... Okay. Uh, you guys take 50 points of damage? <laughs> Lightning! So you don't get to reduce this uh, with... Well, you're not even raging, necessarily. Well, I, I haven't drunk the potion yet. I have a potion of lightning Oh, gosh, dude! That I didn't get a chance to drink because this freaking woman... Oh, that would have been very helpful. Yeah, you think? <laughs> okay, Nimdiok, you watch as a blast of lightning, a, a literal lightning bolt. All of you get... De you have the ringing ears as a crack of lightning flies through this area and shocks both through Thoradin and then... Dipple is barely dodging out of the way as it smacks into our legs. Are we inside the cave right now? Yes. You're in the cave. By the way, the lightning flies through and blasts through the actual wood of the I was going to say, thing. I could break through that, but... Yeah. There's already a pathway that most of you can just straight up fit through because it blasts out a, a big eight-foot diameter hole. You, you see me stand there, and then the lightning goes past me. I'm completely blackened, and my arm is pointing toward the, the cave exit. <laughs> we have to get out of here. <laughs> and I'm going to run. No shame in that. Nope. Okay. You're gonna run? I'm gonna run. You run out, finding your way through, you get onto this am balcony. I, am I within range of, like, a opportunity attack of... I'm sorry, he has a a 15-foot reach with his tail, a 10-foot reach with his bite, and okay, a 5-foot with his claw. I'll use disengage. Okay, good. Do that. Yeah. You disengage, you run away, as he starts to go with you for a bite attack, and it just it clamps down right behind you, and you feel the teeth barely nick the back of your cloak. You're running, you run out. Um, so are we all behind it? You're in front of it. Its face is to you. It's further in the cave than we were. Next up, Dipple. Okay, <laughs> how big is the mouth of the cave? Like, the dragon can fit through it? Uh, he would probably have to crumble some of the stone, but ignoring the wooden paneling, yeah, he can probably fit through it. How far am I from it? Not that far? Not that far, no. Okay, well, I'm going to run as far as I can. Okay. Good, uh, good so choice. Smarter. <laughs> Question, is anybody not running? Um, I'd like to do a wall of stone between us and the dragon. Okay, so it becomes your turn next. Yeah. Turn. Just to stop it for now, because yeah. we can't do it, we can't get it out. Outside right of that, anybody else making an action? We've got, obviously, Thornton and Angus up next. Are you guys doing anything Thornton besides running? instantly gets, gets pissed that the wall's there and then drinks his potion. Dipple. We need to get out of the gate of the city, and you need to blow that flute so that Zraxan can get here and we'll tell him that the dragon is about to come out of that cave. We need to run. But the cave's we not need, at the edge of the need, city. Yeah. The cave is near the edge of the city, right? No, it's if, pretty much middle. You if have, it comes out. You guys have two choices. You can either go long ways to the entrance of this city that you guys came into, or you can go up where there is the sky. That's way too dangerous. Go going up is dragon. more dangerous, but quicker. Which way puts less innocence in the path of this dragon? 
I'll tell you, the highest level I described was when you were in the blacksmith area. That was 11 stories up, and you're down on the sixth floor. We're on the sixth? Mm -hmm. I think we should go up. I choke okay. my serum of climbing. I say, give me the flute. You hear crack, 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 as he's now breaking through the stone walls. This or get on my back, Dipple. And we're all still running. No, we're all still running. Okay, we're now going into an impromptu chase sequence. No. All right, ahead of you, there are multiple different paths that you can start to take. First, to the left of this balcony you're on, there's a stone bridge that heads over to the opposite side of the ravine. It's the slowest path right now, but on the other side, it looks easier to climb. Um, right on your side, there is another an elevator bucket right before the bridge that can start taking you up that direction. Or the third option is at the end of your path, there's a 10-foot gap and a second balcony that stands about five feet taller. And you can start jumping your way and parkouring up some balconies. Or fourth, anything else you can think of. Okay. Okay. Am I allowed to go first? Yeah, Thornton, go ahead. Step of the wind. Okay. My jump distance is doubled, and I can take bonus action dashes. I will go whatever that parkour way you said to go was, to go to the right, that 10-foot gap. Okay. I can easily jump over that with my double jump distance. Okay. Based on my strength score. Yes. And then I would like to get to the closest flat rock face that I can that can take me straight up and just start climbing. Okay. You go ahead and jump over. You head that direction. Everybody else. I have the flute in my... What pathways are you guys taking? Parkour. I'm actually just going to organize you guys by um, your pathways here. And are you casting Spider Climb? You three should go the easier way up. Well, technically, well, we the parkour, right? each time I cast Spider Climb, it's an action, so how long do I have to wait between doing it on people? You worry about the three of you. Nimdiak's right. We can make our own way. We're running. Okay. I do want to group initiative by the pathways that you're taking. So Thoradin, you're just going straight up. You're making Nimdiak your own path. and I are going... First to the right, that way that you said that was the parkour path, mm -hmm. but then as soon as I find a straight up rock path, I am climbing. Okay. Which of you want it? I, I'm i going to put it on Thomas yeah. also. If I use the horse butt, I could just run straight up the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can see me galloping just straight, just going straight up. Yeah, I'll give it to you, and she can get on your back. And okay, cool. On. I was going to get in the bucket. Bucket? Okay. Sheik, where are you going? With Angus. Yeah. Okay, which path are you taking then? Uh, which He's path? running up the wall with spider climb that I casted on him, that and bridge. I'm gonna hold on to him. So, Nimdiak, you're doing it on yourself, and then Angus is getting the spider climb you're giving him? I'm mm -hmm. giving it to Thoradin first. Well, okay, cool. That way, because the way that this climbing potion says is I get advantage on climbing checks. Yes. Spider climb makes it to where I don't even have to climb. So, Thoradin and Angus are both taking the straight up path. Yeah. Dipple is going bucket. Sheik is riding on Angus. Oh, you're gonna have to hold on there. Sounds good. Convol, where's she going? She is gonna just meet us at the top and she meets us at the top. She's I mean, gonna she run straight across it. and go away. Just get out. Yeah, she's got zero she's got like no health right now. She's not gonna be able to find anything else. So just take her out. Okay. We're gonna start off okay, here here's gonna be the initiative here. We're gonna start off with starting with the Thordon and Angus group, and then we're gonna go down and let the dragon be at the end. Once we get to the dragon, he's breaking out of the stone and he's chasing you up. Thordon, Angus, you both get um spider, spider climbed. Why am I over here? I'm going Yeah, you are going with them. Though. But you don't have spider climb yet. No. Right. But, so you know. but I don't necessarily need it to move. All right, Sheik, I need you to make a athletics check to hold on to him. 16. 16. Okay. You're barely holding on as he's going to go ahead and jump. Uh, Thordon and Angus, you're both going to be okay with this jump. You just jump straight over it. Nimbioc, I need you to go ahead and give me a acrobatics or athletics check. 24. 24, totally succeeds. As you go ahead and jump over this area, grab onto it, pull yourself up right as the banister cracks underneath your hands, you roll over it and continue running. All three of you going, you guys can go ahead and start taking a wall path. So I can move 135 feet this turn because I use Step of the Wind. Okay. How high up the mountain does that get me? 
You can move 135 feet in this turn. <laughs> yeah, we've already been That's over this in the, in the so, first episode. I did that chase. The problem with going straight up is you have every single layer of building. So what you're doing is now finding pathways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll say that that gets you one third of the way. Well, I thought you said that if we took this path over to the other side, that it would be easier to go straight up. That was the bridge. Oh, you went, okay. You went All right, you're right. Four. Then I will zigzag my way through buildings. Okay, Dibble, where are you going? Are you, you. I'm in the bucket. Where, where's, <laughs> where's the bucket lead? You jump into the bucket, you activate it, you pull the lever, and you you start flying up actually faster than they are going right now. As you see, it's about to end about three stories up, but you start flying up. It is now the blue dragon's turn. As you hear crack, crack, boom! The blue dragon launches through the opening. You feel the rope clatter, and you are now shaking back and forth. I need a dexterity saving throw from you as rocks are now hitting the bottom of this pulley system. 15. Good job. That just Good job. just hits the 15 deck safe. So you go ahead, and it actually whips you out of the bucket. But you immediately reach your hand out, grab onto a ledge, and swing out onto it. You're able to do a pull-up, roll onto it, and now you're on a balcony. Dragon looks up, sees you all running up. He looks up, blasts the lightning past all of you, and smacks it right into the crossbeam of one of those chains of the Jesper's anvil. It falls to the side, crack, crack, the other chains fall, and now that stone building is crushing through the buildings above you. I need every single person to give me, I don't know where this is, uh, a DC 18 dexterity saving throw. Oh, gross. I got a 19. <sighs> I'm so happy. 10. What yes. Do you have to be 18. No. 15. 15. <laughs> I'm the only one. Everybody mocked me for going in the bucket. I'm the only one that has successfully do like dodged this. bucket means nothing. <laughs> Crash, crumble, crumble. This building flies through, and at one point, it hits a stone building and just explodes. At this point, there is rubble and swords and weaponry falling down. Everybody else, you take 30 points of damage. You take nothing. I take 15. Besides climbing now, he's actively chasing you, but that is his, his whole turn. The dragon is now complete. Thoradin... Angus. Uh-huh. I'm gonna use another point of key to do Step of the Wind again to double my, uh, to do a bonus action dash along with an action dash. So it's another 135 feet this turn. Angus, what are you doing? And I wanna um, give you guys your next challenge for the chase scene. John, I cast, uh, or I don't cast, I use Second Wind and regain 13 hit points. Okay. And I'm just gonna continue, keep running. All right. You're falling a little bit behind Thornton as he is jolting up ahead. Yeah. What would you like to say, Chief? Um, I was wondering my turn is... <laughs> That's it. Uh, yeah, you can also take your turn right here since you're on Angus. Um, then I'm going to drink my serum of healing. Yeah, and I'm really low. Do you think you could pop a healing hey, into me? Hey, can I also cast a healing spell towards him? I'm just going to do mass cure wounds. Okay, and that'll get everybody in your range? Yeah, I think so. Can I take back that second, second wind? Because then the uh, Yes, you can take back the second wind. That's just mocho. But that's your one mulligan of this entire thing. Sounds great. Okay, 17. 17, 17 points of healing. I was at 21. That puts me at 38. Okay, then right before we get to Nimdiok's turn, you guys are all running up the side of the wall here, ducking between different areas. Ahead of you, you see a bunch... First off, there's chaos above you. All of the buildings are falling apart around you because it was smashed through by the giant uh, blacksmith area. In front of you, there's tons of rubble falling down a slanted balcony that is now coming into the area that you're going through. I need you guys to give me a DC 15 deck save right now. Everybody? Just Angus and Thoradin. Oh, Sheik, if Angus fails, you're going to have to make a save to keep holding on to him or fall. 15? Yes. 14. Oh. Those are 12. Tw oh. Okay. Uh, Sheik, I need you to give me a... Same same save. DC 15 sex save. That's a 10. Okay. 
You two, since you have spider climb, um, oh, this is ironic. So the role, the rules I wrote into this is that you fall prone. I could be evil and just say you fall prone off the wall, but I'll say you fall prone onto the wall. Oh, we're literally sticky. Yeah, you're literally sticky. So you're just, your feet are stuck and then boom, you just slam down. Sheik, you lose grasp of Angus as you are now falling. You fall down and smack into- Um, do you cast a feather fall? Feather fall, okay. Sheik, you feather fall, you can land safely. Okay. Next up, Dipple. <laughs> You've just got this path ahead of you. You can go ahead and continue running. Ahead of you, you see that there is, I mean, you're just running at this point. Upstairs, going around places. I actually don't want to run this turn. What do you want to do? I want to make an attack. At the dragon? It's coming up towards you. Mm-hmm. Okay, what would you like to do? I'm going to cast Ensnaring Strike. Yeah. And I'm going to cast it. I think I wanted to do it at second level. Let me double check. Nope, it was Hail of Thorns that I wanted to do at second level. We're not Ensnaring Strike, it might slow it down. Uh, it does 1d6 versus 1d10. Yeah, but we, we're not trying to kill it. I know. I'll She's being heroic. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. That's a, a 12 one. to hit. 12 to hit is yeah. gonna miss. Okay. Second attack is gonna be a 20 non-natural. Okay. That hits. Eight points of damage. No. Right. Six points of damage. Sorry. Okay. And then I'm gonna run and use my bonus action as to dash. Okay. Or, no, I can't, because I cast a snare dragon. No, but you can just run normally as the dragon is now going to catch up to you. You are now running across balconies. You hear crunch, crunch as the dragon is climbing its way up. The dragon grabs onto the balcony you're standing on, tears down, and now you are tripping around. You look behind you, and the boards are pop, 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 falling out from behind you, getting closer to your feet. And right ahead of you, you have a couple of jumping options, too. Uh, left, you have a bunch of windowsills right next to you. Ahead of you, there is a staircase that you're not going to get to unless you do a really good jump. Or to your right, um, there is cargo nets that are holding crates. Where would you like to go? I'm going to go with the cargo nets. Okay, I need you to make a DC 15 acrobatics or athletics check. That's an eight. You go ahead, you jump forward, and then you, you're kind of floating towards it. You still miss it, and then you're floating down, and the dragon grabs you in its claw. Okay. Next up is the blue dragon. It's flying up, and the you all are kind of close to each other. So, Nimdiak, did we skip your turn? Yes. What would you like to do? Yeah, I'm going to use spider climb and run. All right, you join them. You start climbing up as more things are falling right around you. You go left, you go right. You're dodging all this rubble that's just falling down around you. And ahead of you, you see a, uh, a place that people would smoke cigarettes or cigars and a giant bucket of ash is flung out at you. I need you to make a constitution saving throw. 11. Ooh, you are blinded for one turn. I can't oh. dodge it. <laughs> it just hits you that quick. That's not good. I tried to throw in some different saves into this. I like that. Okay, you're not blinded, which means the next turn's gonna be interesting. The dragon starts running up, uh, Dipple? Mm-hmm. I need you to make a strength saving throw to not get crushed in its hands. I'm just gonna count that as one of its attacks. Twelve. Oh, wow, I rolled really low. Oh my gosh. Okay, you only take ten points of damage. Okay. Thor, uh, Nimdiok, it runs up to you. It's gonna go ahead and make its second attack towards you, swiping. It gets to get advantage because you're blinded. Oh, that's not good. That is a 13 plus 12. Happens to hit. <laughs> Shut up, Johnny. That is a. You're too excited to murder us. Fifteen side. Quest. Fifteen points of slashing damage. Did it not get hit with the ash too? No, it is now catching up to you. Okay, back to the beginning. Thoradin and Angus, and Sheik has fallen a little bit. Angus and Thoradin, you just run up the rest of the way. Andrew, if you heal me as a bonus action, okay, I can do that as a bonus action. Yeah, healing word, bonus action, and you can cast it at a higher level. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing the same dang thing, spending another key point, 135 feet of speed, getting all the way to the top. 
Okay, this is going to be the last obstacle before you're going to be able to just get up there. Ahead of you, Angus and Thoradin, a building is falling out of its cove and starts falling towards you. As you look up, you see the building is falling directly down. I need you both... 13 points. Okay, I heal for 13 points as he healing words me. I need you to both make acrobatics checks. This is an acrobatics check, not a dexterity saving throw? Acrobatics check. I can't roll dexterity rolls. Six. 18. 18. Angus... You look up ahead and you see this building falling down towards you. It's door open and you jump through the door and you're now running on the floor as it's going. Thordin, there's a broken window and you're getting hit by the bottom of it. What do you want to do as you're now going to be carried down and you see Angus running through the building? I'm just going to run straight through it. I'll take the damage, but I just need to keep moving. You're going to be carried down. Uh, oh, then I, Thor- what do I, what do I do? Like Angus I- is about to make it to the top. Do you want to try to throw him? The flute is what I'm kind of insinuating. No. Um... No. Yes? No? Yes. Um, you can choose not to, it's okay, but make a decision. Uh, well, how? I, I have no idea how far that would knock me. How far uh, is he having this? Down to the next floor, and you're just going to get knocked down into the area. So, 10 feet? Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, Cheek has a chance to grab it, too. Yeah. They're both there. Right. So, I'll throw it kind of toward the middle of the both of them. I'm she's not on, on his back anymore. But you're feather falling. So, oh, you're not. I will say this. I will say this. If you want to attempt this, you can. Hot Allie, potato you it. You can hot potato it. But that that would. That's she will have an advantage. She'll have an advantage to catch. He'll have a normal check. It's more room for error. I'll hold on to it. Okay. Then you are slammed down under the building. The building flies off, and you're gonna take. But my next turn, I'll be at the top. That's still what would have happened. I wouldn't have been able to use it this turn. Anyways. That's true. So it doesn't change anything. I just take damage. Seventeen points of bludgeoning damage. She I mean, just keep beating me up. What are you doing? I'm going to cast spider climb on myself. So when I get to a wall, I can climb. And then I'm going to, I'm going to drink my serum of healing this time. Okay. At the end of your turn, uh, Dragon's going to take its legendary action to do a wing attack. I need. That's going to jerk me around. I need. You're actually going to be fine because you're in its hold. So until you escape from that, you're fine. Sheik and Nimdiak. Okay. Because Angus and Thordon are so far ahead. Yes. Dexterity saving throws. Thank you. That's what you like. If I That's fail this, it's on my... It's, it's, it's on you. Uh, 19. Okay. Um, you both have spider climb, right? Yes. Helpful. Just the three of us. Very helpful. No, he just did spider climb and she just did Natural spider 20. Climb. Natural 20? Of course, yeah. that's the thing that I natural 20. I mean, but that's probably one of the better ones uh, to do yeah. it on. Nimdiok, you take 14 points of damage. I take zero. He has evasion. Nice. Well, so you didn't succeed it, though. You failed it. I, With 19? DC 20. What? <laughs> That's the wing attack that for a sucks. blue adult dragon. What no the way. Freak? Well, you take half of that. So I take seven? Yes, you take seven, and you're knocked prone to the wall because you're spider climbed. Uh, Sheik, you're totally fine. Blue dragon's turn. Does he get Wait, his... what about me? Oh, sorry, Dipple. Yeah, what would you like to do? Um, I'm going to take my alchemy jug out of my backpack, and I'm going to pour acid on his arm. Okay. Okay. I don't know how much damage that does, but it doesn't say on my thing. That's okay. As you go ahead and pour it, it... He shakes his hand, and you have a moment to be able to get flung out of his arm and catch on to something. I need you to give, because uh, you're planning for this, acro- well, advantage out. acrobatics check. 11 plus 4 is 15. Awesome. You go ahead, he throws you, and just at the last moment, you grab onto a different balcony, pull yourself up again, and you watch the dragon going away from you now. You're in the safety zone. Hmm. All right. Blue dragon. I mean, honestly, at this point, just stay down there. Got its breath weapon. Uh... Let's see. I'm going to see if he can get both Angus and Thoradin. If he can't, he's just going to go for Thoradin. Well, he doesn't really know. Frick you, Johnny. Here what? I'll roll my dice. No, do it. I, I have my... to hit me. <laughs> I like the pain. Okay. You've do dealt it. almost like 
150 damage. To he me. cannot get Thor- Angus and Thoradin lined up, so he just gets Thoradin. Little does he know, Thoradin. I drank a potion of lightning resistance. Oh, good point. Go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw. Which I have advantage. DC on. 19. 18. It's okay, I'm going to take half of it. Last time he only dealt 50 damage. 73. What? Lightning damage. Johnny, you didn't do that, did you? No, the dragon did that. 37. Thoradin passes out. I was at 34 HP. I was at I was 10 feet from the top. You said I only dropped a floor. Yes. I am 10 You're 10 feet, feet from, from the top. The top. Yeah. I'm under him. And I'm still stickied to the wall. <laughs> That's the end of the dragon's turn. Angus, you see just him get electrocuted. He's 10 feet below you. He has to make a roll. I'm below him. Oh, yeah. Can you? I want to skirt my way down. Throw it in death saving throw. I'm fine. I want to skirt back down, grab him, and then just go back forward. You get up, and you're able to crest right onto the top of the actual mountain itself. What? You're on the top of the mountain. I grabbed him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Take the flute out of my pocket and blow it. You blow on the flute, and then a spiraling bit of like, there's a portal opens, (laughs) and out through. Heat emanates, blowing away the hard snow all around you and the Emperor Dragon flies through the portal. Okay. At this point, the dragon's gonna get some ham going. What do you guys want to do in this last theoretical round of combat as the dragon's getting its way up? Not die? I want to get over the edge, so if it attacks below, I'm not in that range. Okay, okay. Because I was close to the top. I'm I'm fine. You're fine, you're below, Nimdiok? Same thing. Getting uh, over the edge. Uh, so I stop, it's and swapping. I just look down, and then I'm like, there, there, I just grab his tit, and then heal him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you heal him up. Emperor Dragon comes in. At this point, you are now watching the Emperor Dragon swoop in and make a harsh attack right as the Blue Dragon finds his way out of the actual ravine. Right at the beginning, the Red Dragon flies towards him doing a multi-attack. He initiates a frightful presence, literally roaring and scaring the Blue Dragon. The Blue Dragon uses one of his legendary resistances Lord to Lord. not be scared. Emperor does three attacks, a bite, a claw, a claw, doing 68 points of damage into the blue dragon. Right then, in the next attack, the blue dragon is freaking out. He does a legendary action to wing attack, trying to blow back the emperor. The emperor completely resists without an effort at all. He does not get prone, does not take damage. He just batters against the wind. Right at the beginning of his turn, the blue dragon recharges electricity breath, and he makes a lightning attack, blasting the lightning right at the emperor. The emperor uh, saves his saving throw, kind of dodges it away, and only takes a measly 20 points of damage. Right after that, he does another another legendary action. The Emperor blasts his wings down. The Blue Dragon is flung because he fails his check. Like, the power level between these two is insanely Yeah, we don't want to piss fair. off the Emperor ever. And then, the Emperor uses his fire breath on his turn, dealing 94 damage. <coughs> Blasting down the Blue Dragon. He's barely squirming with the last bits of hit points. And the, <laughs> the Blue Dragon does his best to stand up fly away, doing a disengage, he's just flying. And right now, with the last attack that the Emperor gets to make, he flies forward, wing action attack, knocks the blue dragon prone, and does enough damage to fall him unconscious right on the top of the mountain. You sit here among the snow that is now hard falling on top of you, and you see the dragon standing there over the blue dragon's remains.